Hello and welcome to Hammock Stories, a podcast for people seeking inspiration while on their journey to finding identity, meaning, and community. Every week, your hosts, Tu and Chenny, will be asking an everyday hero to join us in our hammock and share their personal story of how they've arrived at themselves. Slow it down. Nothing to do, abandon the cars, map our way with the stars. Welcome to Hammock Stories. Thank you. This is our third episode, and today we have Sienna with us. Um, so, uh, yeah, so two and I started uh, Hammock Stories because we wanted to highlight stories from everyday heroes in our community. And um, two and I were brainstorming just a couple of weeks ago around, oh, who would we want to invite into, into the space? And, and she immediately thought of you. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Well, yeah, so Sienna, I met you earlier this year at mm-hmm. Karma Kitchen. Yes. And you came with a guitar and like a big heart and a big smile. What? And, um, Don't gas me. <laughs> <laughs> I just speak truth. <laughs> but I mean, I was just struck by just like how young you are and how like incredibly like courageous you are and beautiful. Wow. <laughs> like, your voice. Thank you. I was also struck by you equally, and I was like, I need to. That's why I was like, I need to interview you or talk to you at some point because I need to like know about Karma Kitchen and about your life and about everything about you. Yes. But now we're interviewing you. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this is about. And I was going to read this blurb because I feel like when I read it the other day um, that your friend posted, mm. um, and she has a show called For the, For the Queer Colored Girls After Me. Mm-hmm. And she thought of you. (laughs) And so the bio here is Sienna is a singer-songwriter who understands that stories have power. Because of this, she creates narratives through her music that challenge popular oppressive ideologies. Her songs are in essence freedom songs inspired by words of Nina Simone who said, the artist has a responsibility. And by the works of artists such as Audrey Lord, Mumu Fresh, Janelle Monet, and Jamila Woods. The music she writes carries intent. Each song, a spell of protection and love for all these, all those living on the margins of societal approval and support. Within her music, the margins become the center. And I was really struck by it. Um, Yeah, I'd love to start with like, where it all started, where... Where it all started. Tell us about your childhood. It was a night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my childhood, it was... To be honest, my childhood's pretty fragmented in my head because we moved around a lot. But um, I guess my childhood is more typified by my relationships with my mom and my sisters and brother. And I think my mom was a huge formative person for me. She's... Um, a musician she 
sings, plays clarinet, guitar, piano, and she was just always singing with me. Um, we would like walk to the grocery store and we would sing like Minnie Ripperton and um, what's that guy, Paul Simon. She really liked that album he had um, with a lot of African influence. That one was like Graceland. Mm. Yeah, we would sing like Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes all the time. Got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Yeah, and um, she was also very political. Um, she's she studied political science, and that she really passed on to me like a responsibility for communities, um, and just a responsibility for the flow of how life is happening I guess like how how like thing the trajectory of things like currently like looking at the trajectory of the United States and what's happening with like these concentration camps basically and like these things just go under under the the rug and we we live everyday life and it's everyday people committing like horrific acts because we just lose it we just lose attention and focus on the world around us, I guess. And where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Winnipeg. I moved from there pretty early. Um, I think straight away to Arizona, a little bit in Virginia, Massachusetts, Vancouver. Just you a really were all over. <laughs> yeah, we were. yeah, she's kind of a gypsy, like at heart. She doesn't really like to stay in one place, and I love that. Yeah. So. <laughs> So we went with her because, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Yeah. The <laughs> but it was fun. There were like yeah. a lot of a lot of positives about that. And I think but on the, the flip side, I think I really craved community. Mm. And that's something now that I, I think is so important that I'm really trying to make sure I'm a part of. <laughs> so I like things like Karma Kitchen and Rise is another community group I'm associated with. And and story planet story planet and, and yeah like I'm just trying to wherever there's a community I'm like hey guys you gravity hey people, <laughs> I'm here <laughs> so so um in the in that bio uh that two read out earlier one thing struck out to me that I really wanted to learn more about which was the idea of a freedom song mm. what is a freedom song Oh, okay, that's a great question. Okay, what is a freedom? No. <laughs> is anyone at Google? <laughs> okay, when Google. I think of <laughs> Don't, we actually have a Google phone right here. Bixie. It will, like, literally... Oh, <laughs> I have an Android, so I'd be like, Bixie. Never, I don't actually ever use it. It's not fun. But um, when I think of freedom songs, I think typically I think of songs that were used in political movements like um, Nina Simone's songs or Aretha Franklin's songs. And I I mean, I, I'm really taken by um, the Black civil rights movements because I'm Black, so <laughs> I'm really taken by that. But I think for me, it goes a bit further than that. It's because a lot of my songs are really just introspective. That's where I kind of started, was just kind of trying to develop through my own pain and like mental shackles so the freedom songs came to be more of like just owning your own 
um, identity and being able to like feel like you have power over your own life and your own mind and your own heart, I guess. So that was... <laughs> so how does one go about writing a freedom song? Um, first you go through immense pain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just curious. How does it work? Well, I think the song that I felt like I really sat down and I was like, I'm trying to write a freedom song, which sounds really like machinery-esque. <laughs> so it doesn't sound too great. But the song, I have a song called um, We've Got the Power. I mean, I think that's, <laughs> that's freedom. <laughs> that's freedom. And I just sat down and I thought, you know, what... What do I want? Okay, I guess this is a little bit off topic, but I guess I just, I started with a purpose. Mm -hmm. I guess that was the way to start writing a freedom song for me. I started with a purpose. I, I thought if I, I think about my death a lot, which is a little dark, but it's inspirational for me. I think like if I died tomorrow, what words would I want to leave behind? What would I have wanted to leave people with or build in people or say to people? And, um... Yeah, I just started thinking about power because that's something that's always on my my mind. And I think that's kind of the essence of freedom as well is like what is oppressing you? What do you feel is oppressing you um, in the political sphere, in the personal sphere? And I in the political sphere, I was literally thinking about Trump. I don't even want to say his name. It's such a... It's okay. Dark. It's in the consciousness. <laughs> it's Voldemort, yeah. <laughs> Voldemort. Um, I was thinking about him and like how we how we talk about people who abuse power like that as powerful and I was like that's just oh that's not power I think power is the person who you can strip away everything from the external sphere of their life and they're still going to have something within them that's that they believe in themselves and that they can carry with them and bring to the world wow Okay, yes. now I have to ask. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> yeah. So where did you, what, what, in, what taught you that definition of power? Because I think it's so beautiful. Like, oh. what, what, but what taught you that? Hmm. Hmm. I think the first thing that's coming to mind, though, is probably a lot of things that I'm not going to properly do justice to by talking about it. But I, I started studying martial arts a few years ago, mm. and um, yeah, and and just the ideas that have always been around me, I've always, I feel like I've just always been around more like, I want to say like revolutionary thoughts mm. that have always been kind of like, we need to like rise up and we have the power and like what what is powerful about us. But mar I think martial arts was a big one, I think for me is um, just, because it, the, the system that I study is called Bhagavajan, and it's, like, very um, rooted in ethics, mm -hmm. I guess, and morality and integrity. And, I mean, to be, like, a super badass martial artist, you're not the person that's trying to, like, lord over and oppress people. You're the person who, like, really can carry um, an individual power within yourself. And it, I've just always been, like, enamored by characters like that, I mm -hmm. guess, throughout the world like real life and fiction so like like that i guess it's yeah. funny you're saying that or even earlier this week i saw a post about bruce lee and his his inspiration and how he kind of um 
wondered what power it was. Really? He, I'm Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so what he did was he went sailing because he was like, I, I don't get it, right? And then so he he was so frustrated that he punched the water. Whoa. And he kept on punching water. And he was like, oh, man. Like, so his famous thing is like, be like water. Yes. But that's how he got it was when Morley, he punched water. He was like, oh, look at how soft water is, how... How can't see it, but you like it doesn't hurt when you punch it. Um, but don't mess with Mother Nature, <laughs> water has, has a lot of power. That's a like. beautiful story. I didn't know that, that story, yeah. and, and that, um, even though you didn't ask a question, I want to speak yeah, to do it, <laughs> speak to what you're saying. I think that's also been like a huge journey for me is understanding, um, yeah, the different like you can look at it elementally too, like what. Um, like water can be like a soft power. You can have like a forceful, like fire energy or things like that. But when, when you look at those polarities of fire and water, it's like, it's not necessarily that one is stronger than the other. And you can encapsulate both of those within, within yourself. And I think I first, when I was coming up, like being like a queer girl of color, like in elementary school, even I was, I was really angry a lot that I, I wasn't allowed to be powerful, I felt. Like, I, in, in very specific ways. Like, like at PE, they were like, oh, you can't do this. I'm like, oh, what? Like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, and I was very angry, and I, and I didn't let myself develop the, the parts of myself that were naturally very soft because I felt like I would never be able to be powerful. Yeah. And um, now I'm just coming into understanding that I can be because I, I am an introvert and very like um I don't I carry a lot of water energy if if astrology yeah. even my astrology chart is like the strongest energy is water yeah. and I was like no I'm I'm fire <laughs> I gotta show them what's up <laughs> I mean related to that powerful songs question like the thing that came up for me is like when what was your first memory of a powerful song of pa- Ooh, a song of power uh, my first memory of a song of power oh, freedom. freedom freedom songs <laughs> I hmm I think my my first memory would probably be um, a Nina Simone video I saw of Young, Gifted, and Black. Ooh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and um, she was performing it to, like, an all-Black audience, and they were all, like, college students, and they were just like, yeah, and, like, <laughs> and I, I just thought, man, that's, I don't know, is that my first? I also actually want to say Cat Stevens. I feel like was was one of my really? first yeah yeah I felt like he to him to me he typified kind of a bit of like freedom songs like in his music my mom's a huge fan of Cat Stevens too that's why that's why I, was, I went to see Cat Stevens two years ago what anyway <laughs> I actually drew a portrait of him at one point I was like upset I was like sitting in my room just like I need to draw Cat Stevens like, I don't even draw really <laughs> But um, he has this, I just, he is another person that I think is just really powerful, genuinely powerful. So Nina Simone too, like 
Let, let's go. But but um, one of his songs is reminding me of something I've been thinking a lot about is just like self-esteem and what that, what it means to um, actually have real confidence is not like thinking that you're impenetrable. It's realizing that you can have faults and like soft spots that are weak, maybe weak. I'm quoting, air quoting. But I just remember that's recorded. Maybe a little bit weak, but um, you can still think that you're a person of value. And I feel like his music was just, like, he has, he has that lyric, like, if you want to be me, be me. If you want to be you, be you. There's a million things you could do. You know that there are. And, like, that kind of thing. It's just so, like, you can just do what you want and be who you want. And, like, there's space for you here. I guess, yeah. But that feels very, his music felt very freeing for me, yeah. That's incredible. And is this, um, I'm just curious, is it like from your teenage years or was this even earlier? Um, that I had a Cat Stevens moment? I guess, well, I drew, I, I, uh, drew the, the portrait actually, like not that many, not that long ago, <laughs> but the teenage years was when he was really more strong in my, more strongly in my sphere. I even, I even had like a, a teacher, like do a like do a lecture on some of his songs so, in high school <laughs> yeah yeah I love that like be who you want to be yeah so I think for me that that speaks a lot to courage mm. and a lot to to bravery like it takes courage to to show up as who you want and I guess what I'm curious about clearly as a strong and brave woman <laughs> what I'm curious about is what gives you courage what gives me courage? Yeah. Um, the thought of my dad. <laughs> my, my imminent death <laughs> is is a big one, and and just the courageous people who came before me, and the struggles that came before me, and the struggles that are happening now. Mm -hmm. It's I. I think kind of like who am I not to be brave. That sounded so pretentious. Who no, not to be? <laughs> no, but I think I think a lot of courage comes to me out of a feeling of necessity. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. I feel like it's very necessary to be courageous. Really, like I mean, you mentioned it multiple times. This this idea of death, um, <laughs> and I just want to say it's really wise because it's like in meditation or Buddhism it's called impermanence mm -hmm. um, and meditating on death like we're dying yeah. all the time but we're also rebirth or like we're, we're growing all the time we're alive all the time as well so it's how do you think about like when you say you think about death like how how does it like arise as in is it a I, daily practice or and like what what do you think about specifically what do i think like, about can you, specifically can you, like, like what does it, what does it look like what does mm. it feel like what does it smell like like you know paint a little picture for like us. you've thought about this. yeah <laughs> i do <laughs> take a paint a picture it, well it it started very early i just i just started thinking you know like i want to live like this I want to feel free like this I want to be able to like if I'm walking down the street as a little girl like I want to skip or I want to or even in high school I used to 
walk home from high school with books balanced on my head because I was like, I felt like that was what I wanted to do. And I would think, like, I would think, like, people would say that that girl's weird or whatever. Like, oh, like, I got that a lot growing up was you're weird. But I thought, you know, what if I'm going to die, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to live how I want to live, not... <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, by the standards that you're setting on me. But it, I, I guess I never really, like, sat down and thought, like, um, what is the moment going to be? Like, I guess I, that's hap- coming more now as, I'm, as I think a lot, like, what is going to be meaningful to me on my deathbed? Because I think that that's really all it is, is just what's going to be meaningful to me on my deathbed about what what I did today or what I did in my life or... What is meaningful? I think I think the the most meaningful thing is actually just relationships, but also just an idea that I was I was living a a life that impacted people positively and and stood up against things that were negatively impacting people. And um and I something came to mind. Are either you familiar with Esther Perel? <laughs> The, can I say there's another podcast member here and he's nodding in the background <laughs> so he's familiar with Esther Brown. Um, she does a lot of work on well she's a psychologist like a relationship psychologist uh, and she does a lot of work on intimacy and relationships and she's been she a big formative thing of her career is that she um, her parents actually were holocaust survivors and they grew up um, she grew up in a community with all Holocaust survivors and she said there were the people who didn't die and the people who um, really began to thrive again after what happened. And that just blew me away when I heard that. That's just, my mom actually is also does a lot of studying of the Holocaust and um, she's always like really taught us about like different different aspects of it and how what it means for humanity and um so that was another thing that I have been really taking in that I really resonated with is just like the idea of how do you stay alive like fully alive um through the trauma and whatever happens in your life on whatever degree so, yeah, not, I love that. Like a lot, like thrive, not just alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just resonate with that a lot. I'm also sorry. There's so many thoughts running through my head now. Oh, yeah. I don't. There's also this artist Mariba, um, and she has like another quote about that that blew my mind. It was, it's like, did you? I'm not just trying to get by. I'm trying to get free. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think, do you think you're free now? No. I mean, no. No? No, I don't. Tell me more. Tell me more. I I think I, I'm weighed down by quite a bit. Um, Yeah, if you want to, if you want to adjust the hammock, that's great. I'm messing with you. Yes. That's exactly what I need. I'm like, I'm not free, but now I am. Um, I think I I have a lot of like anxiety and like different different things that I'm managing. I don't know if that's necessarily like I think you can be free and have anxiety. I don't know. But um 
I I wouldn't say that I, I feel free. I, I feel like I still don't do a lot of the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, out of, out of some kind of deeper rooted fear. Like I can get through a day, like if I know I have to do something that I feel scared of doing, I can be like, oh, well, I'm going to die, so I'm going to do it. Um, but as far as like really planning and executing um, a life in the way that I really want to, I wouldn't say that I've reached that level of freedom. And I think that's another part of freedom is like being able to fully develop the, the skills, the focus, the um, connections and things for what you actually want to be doing in life. So mm-hmm. it sounds to me like, I, of course, there's like this, like the, the longer term thing of freedom. Mm-hmm. And then there's freedom in the moment. Yeah. I actually, I mean, from your beautiful voice and your <laughs> songs, you have access to something in the moment. And I would call it freedom. What, what, Thanks. What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I, I do. I do feel like I, I, I can um, step away a lot from from all of like the neurosis and be like this is the this is the time for me to be in the moment um so yeah I I think moment in the moment freedom I I'm okay at but (laughs) but um for the long term (laughs) call that's what I'm working on might be a series of moment and that's true too yeah and I and I don't say this to be up on myself because I don't like I said, like self-esteem, I don't think it, I don't feel like I'm less valuable of a person because of it. I just, mm. I just see that these are things that I'm still working on. Mm. <laughs> I go back to your childhood. Of childhood. Like just, um, cause you mentioned that you moved all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious about, um, you know, how you became friends with yourself. I guess that's the constant whoa you just dropped that one okay (laughs) how you became friends with yourself um actually i feel like we've i'm gonna refer to myself as we (laughs) that's okay that's okay there's two outside inside i uh there's a lot of people in here yeah quick tangent i like did this exercise the few friends um uh and uh, we we did this like self-managed retreat and what we did was we we created a like a persona of the five different sides of ourselves. Whoa. And we like drew them, we like named them, we gave them like characters and backstories. Yes. So all I'm saying is I feel at home. Us as welcome. Also tangent, because I'm a coach. Um, <laughs> we do an exercise like called ally, like your captain and crew or your allies. Whoa. Yeah. To yeah. name this. So, 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 so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I needed that. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause I, I started the process, like I've kind of done therapy a bit before, but I really started the process this past like six months of having a regular, um, therapy appointment with a therapist. I love, I adore her. She's changing my life. And it, <laughs> let me call her right now. Actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But, um, in childhood, I, it's interesting because I do feel like there were parts of me that were pretty self-hating in weird ways. But at the same time, I've, I think I've always had a deep sense of self-love. Like just some kind of relationship with myself that I really enjoyed. Um, even the stories I hear of myself as a child, like I would just be playing alone and like being like, ha ha ha, I'm like being weird. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, and I... 
I think there there were some really hard times in my childhood and life in general that um, I think I developed a sense of humor, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that kind helps. of yeah, that that really helped me through a lot of things, like a sense of humor and um, a way of expressing myself <laughs> through music. Um, that that was something that happened a lot. Was just me at like a keyboard. Um, not that I really played. I would just <laughs> be like do do do, and be like, my life is so hard. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> like. <laughs> I got the best visual in my head. Right now. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the keyword is up here. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> wait. Everyone want to hear my songs? They're like, no. We've we've heard a lot. Um, <laughs> we've definitely heard a lot. But yeah, I think that the biggest way I built a friendship with myself was, I think, through the creative process. That was yeah, spending time thinking about how I felt and what I wanted to, I, I felt maybe like I didn't have people to listen to me. And so I would just listen, listen to, to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And, and uh, I guess where, was it like a year at a time that you're moving or like every few months? Um, you know what? It's so broken up. Sometimes it was like a few months. Um, we actually stayed in Arizona for quite a few years. Um, I think it was like five years we were in Arizona. And before that, I don't know. To be honest, I like sometimes I'm like, should I just make a timeline? But I, <laughs> it's it's kind of all over the place. But but yeah, I think I think that another interesting thing I've. I felt that kind of created multiple personalities <laughs> within myself um, is when we would move, it would be like a whole new chance to be somebody new. And I'd be like, okay, this is, this I'm going to be this time. Hopefully that one will go over <laughs> a little bit better. But um, yeah, that was, I think that was hugely formative for me as a creative person to be like, this isn't, there are, there are so many things I can be. The cats back to the cat Steven song. Yeah, like what I see is like kind of like trying on different masks. Yeah, and giving it a shot, and trying another one. Yeah, because I think we kind of um, accept we take for granted how fluid personality is. Like it really, you can just name this, each one. Yeah, you can decide who you what your it's your creation, and I think we we start thinking we're fake or people feel uncomfortable around us that we've had around us for so long, which I didn't have to deal with because <laughs> you can just leave them. Yeah, just like, Bye. Bye. I am now Jennifer Lopez. Um, so, I don't know why Jennifer Lopez, but why not look, I mean like who wouldn't want to be Jennifer Lopez? But, um, and she's 50. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, like, personality is is very fluid if we give it a chance to be. So, yeah, so we're almost at the end of our time, but I guess what I'm curious about is if you could give advice to your younger self around uh, showing up in, in this authentic way and um, and, uh, and writing these powerful songs. Uh, what, what advice would you give yourself then? 
You know what? I think she was doing all right. Like, I think she was doing the best she could. And I don't know if there's anything I could have added. But I would, I would definitely like to give her love, I guess. I would just be like, you got this, girl. And that would be my... <laughs> That would be my advice. It's like it's, it. I. You know what? No, I think the advice I would give her is that everything is happening for a reason, and one day you're gonna look back, and you're gonna appreciate every moment of your life. Aww, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I have one more final, like one more question. Is like, why Toronto? Why Toronto? Um, because I was a Canadian citizen and my mom was like, I'm eventually going to move back to Canada. She's now in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she was in Vancouver and then Ottawa, actually, after I left Arizona. And um, I was dependent on her visa. So I was like, I'm not a gypsy. <laughs> I want to like stay somewhere and kind of settle down. And I chose Toronto because at the time I was actually doing theater. And I was like, this is the perfect place. If I'm going to come to Canada, I felt, to do theater. And it's even perfect for music which I'm now doing so I, it was it was mostly for the art scene yeah mm -hmm. great cool. can I just say thank you so much for having yeah. me and this is such a beautiful experience and I feel so like celebrated which I'm realizing is so important so thank you so much for having me thank yeah, you for coming <laughs> thank you thank you Sienna thank you for coming thank you for your time and thank you for sharing all your insights especially of freedom songs and all the different influences you've had over the years. We wish you the best of luck here in Toronto as you call this place home and build your community and share your gifts of creativity and wisdom to the world. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you so much. We're in the early days of our podcast and we really want to thank you for tuning in um, and choosing to listen to our podcasts, it really means a lot to us. So you can support us in three ways. Um, you can go on hammockstories.com, send us some feedback, let us know what we're doing right, let us know what we can improve on, and let us know if you have an everyday hero that, that definitely should get on a hammock and tell their story and we can get in touch. Another way you can help us is definitely share this with your friends and and subscribe to our podcast so that you can you can get more episodes and and definitely keep the relationship going. And of course, if you already own a hammock and you can relate to how amazing it is to feel held and just to be no matter how complicated life is or or whatever is going on that you can take this one moment to relax and breathe in and breathe out we really want to thank you because in this act that's all the world needs right now is to really just be so thank you so much and we'll see you soon Reaching out
desperately searching for something to touch Reaching out but only getting a slight brush Although this world is Constantly striving to Although the sky is constantly shrouded in mystery, clouds cover up stars' destiny. Maybe there's something to appreciate. Maybe there's reason to. Just a little faith Just a little faith Thank mm-hmm. you.